Good morning and welcome back to the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Wolt, and today we are going to get to meet a pair of music-loving co-founders, co-head coffee roasters, and the co-people who founded VCR, or Visitor Coffee Roasters, out of South San Diego County. Seth Wellens and Will Holder are the brain trust behind VCR. Having two head roasters is kind of unique in the coffee roasting industry. And after talking to them, I brewed some of their Rebel Rebel blend and wondered which of the two roasted it. They have a lot in common, including years of working in hospitality together and a love for music. However, only one of them remembers what it was like to pop a blank TDK cassette tape into the stereo to record the latest hits off the radio. For our younger audience, a cassette tape is a rectangular plastic container that contains a film-like tape that music used to be recorded on. If you've heard your parents or grandparents talk about film for a camera or a movie, it's kind of like that. Also, the radio. How to explain this? Uh, There are these waves traveling through the air, and you know what? This show is about coffee, so let's get back to it. While you're listening today, take a moment to follow at Visitor Coffee Roasters on Instagram or head to VisitorCoffeeRoasters.com to check out some of the illustrations from Fermin Caridad and the design from Orange and Park because their branding is definitely on point. But don't forget to fill your coffee mug with some good coffee because here is the show. I do have a coffee cocktail. Normally, I, I do this stuff in the morning, and so I was excited about that. Uh, I'm drinking a Maker's Mark and First Light Coffee Whiskey blend Ooh, very uh, nice. this afternoon. How about you guys? Well, that sounds really good. We're drinking a... Some 394. Three, Actually, this three, shirt. 394. <laughs> <Hail> Smith. <laughs> but it's in, a, it's in a coffee mug, so that counts. Exactly. <laughs> The beauty, the beauty of coffee mugs. You'll I was never like, know. we could do it in cans. We'll just, we'll just put them in some cups. It's Ooh. just a little bit classier that way. It Very, is classier. Yeah. I was gonna say that's Will. I was gonna say if you could, uh, I can see you, but for people listening, could you just introduce yourself so they can recognize your voice? Yeah, this is uh, Will. Will Holder here, half of visitor. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, my name is Seth Wellens. I am the other half. Two halves equal a whole. They do look like a whole uh, <laughs> pair of people. I want to get started with something real easy and just kind of talk about the two of you and how you guys met. And then if you guys had independently kind of a first experience with coffee that got you excited about it. Yeah. So we, um, so we both worked at Tartine in Coronado, a restaurant over there for years. I think we each worked about seven years there. So what was that like 11 years ago at this point? I met you and... Trying to do the math of how old I am and when I started there. We, it was a while ago. About 13 years ago. It's a, it's a little late for math, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we met there and it's a restaurant. So serving food and making coffees, pretty hectic over there during the summer. So we learned we can work uh, close to each other pretty uh, semi-seamlessly. Yeah, they serve Cafe Moda there. We're pretty big fans of and that's probably where the addiction of coffee began. I think we were both in school. Uh, he went to SDSU, I went to UCSD, but we were both working and schooling pretty much full time 
throughout that process. So caffeine was necessary. Yeah. You drink a lot of coffee when you work <laughs> in a restaurant. It's pretty, pretty insane. <laughs> so you're drinking a lot of coffee, but was there ever kind of a moment where you're like, this is more interesting and I want to start digging into this? Yeah. I mean, I think I would always Definitely. get really jealous of the people that would come in and drink coffee and sit down. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I kind of wanted to enjoy that for myself. So <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of joked about it for a long time and we said, oh man, it'd be really nice to just be on the opposite end of this of just, you know, not serving it all day. Like we actually really enjoyed working in the restaurant industry, but I think once we started to drink really good coffee, we started to realize like, man, this would be really cool to make this. And we kind of joked around with it for a couple of years. I moved to LA for a couple of years. And when I came back, uh, we kind of just decided let's do this, you know, let's, yeah. And you know, we read about it and we're kind of self-taught and we're still self-teaching. We still <laughs> read about still it. Learning all the still time. have the coffee Atlas and yeah. coffee roaster handbook. Yeah. We'll always be learning and finding new coffees and whatnot. And just making a, making a coffee drink lattes and cappuccinos and stuff is really fun and can't wait to, uh, you know, do that more in the future, <laughs> future of VCR. Am I understanding you guys right in saying that you moved to LA and when you came back, you're like, let's do this. But it wasn't like you guys were roasting before that. Nope, just no, no. Kinda... We've been talking about it for years. We, yeah. we had never roasted before. Interesting. And so you start roasting. How long before you feel like you are doing something that you want to share with other people? Ooh, like a few months. I, know, I was going to say a year, but a year. <laughs> we started with the uh, Quest. It was a Quest M3 small little roaster. And we would just be giving coffee away constantly to family and friends and trying all sorts of coffees ourselves. Yeah. And yeah, it's just kind of addicting. It was really fun. And that smell is insane. The taste is great. So we kind of haven't stopped. It was awesome. Now that you are roasting and drinking your own coffee and making your own coffee, do you ever look back at that time at Tartine and think, you know, I did not make a good cup of coffee for those people that were coming into this fancy restaurant in Coronado? All the time. For sure. I really wish I knew more about the coffee that we were serving. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. I love Cafe Moto, I but I wish I could really, you know, bring their um, the origin of their coffees that we were serving to the customers a little more with a little more transparency and knowledge because, you know, we were, we were kind of chickens with our heads cut off. I was making espressos and lattes uh, at a restaurant in Madison, Wisconsin, and the training was essentially press this button, pull this handle, and then it'll pour out. You can go and like make a drink while you're waiting. And that was the end of our training. Oh, wow. And I remember now later in life, I think, God, I feel so sorry for all of those people that came <laughs> to drink yeah. coffee yeah. every Sunday. What about the branding? You've got great branding with the visitor name VCR for shorthand, which I love. Where did that come from? What does it mean? What's kind of the vibe? We had, oh man, the lists of different names that we came up with. We, I mean, it like some just terrible, terrible names. Pretty comical. We had... <clears throat> Well, no, we don't need to go into okay. detail. They're bad. They're <laughs> most of the, give us one. Most of the bad ones are from me. <laughs> what do we have? Like, C the Wild, but C was S-E-A with a comma. Then <laughs> it's so dumb. It was like Portugal the Man is a band we really like. Uh, so we're like, oh, we're probably we're probably listening to that. Yeah, like, it, it's just some, some bad, 
bad combinations of things, yeah. but but we like in a humorous name. way. Yeah, there's just a lot of no, no, yes, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, and then we kind of had this day where we're like, okay, we need to figure this out. We need to figure out what we want our brand to represent, right? And we sat down um, with our girlfriends, my my now wife, and we were discussing what we want our brand to represent and what works for a name. And, uh, you know, we, we sat outside, we had a table, we had post-its everywhere with all these different things, probably countless beers and bottles of wine going through, just discussing things, lots of back and forth. And, uh, you know, visitor has a couple different meanings for us, but it's, um, we're very into nature and we're also very into kind of sci-fi type things. And so it kind of has a double meaning in the sense of, you know, we look at where humans are on this planet and we're, you know, kind of doing a few not so great things, a few destructive things, um, especially when it comes to nature and kind of seems like we're almost a visitor here. Not really, um, not really in our natural state, you know? And so we kind of grasped onto that. And we also kind of just use that as a, as a sci-fi alien presence as well, which we are kind of also kind of digging into with some of the aesthetics and kind of leaning into that. We really lucked out with some friends who are really good at art and type and typography and whatnot. Yeah. I love the branding in general. I'm going to share some of that in the newsletter that goes out. Uh, There's a newsletter for anyone who listens to the show. And now that you're up and running, you guys are only wholesale and online, right? We are. Yeah, we sell. We sell at a store in Coronado as well, but predominantly, yeah, e-commerce. We've got a subscription um, following, Coffee Club, we call it. Um, but yeah, just wholesale and online at the moment. And how did you get the word out that you were selling? I mean, without like having a storefront or some sort of presence before that, it's great to start roasting, but then you got to like let people know, right? Yeah. Like, what did you guys do to get it out there? Yeah, social media is huge. Um, we're still kind of learning, you know, how to fully take advantage of that for sure. But um, word of mouth, social media, family, friends. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's pretty much yeah, it. That's pretty yeah. much it. So yeah, and we we both grew up in a small town, Coronado, well, Coronado and Imperial Beach. We roast in Imperial Beach right now, um, you know, telling everyone we know. Yeah. <laughs> so every single human that I know. Uh, is there a future where there's a VCR cafe? Definitely, yeah, yeah. for sure. And yep. we hope that sooner than later, yeah. Definitely. We have a lot of uh, exciting thoughts in our heads about that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're in the post-it notes on the oh, table. Yeah, outside. Absolutely. Well, honestly, I think they might be. <laughs> How long have you guys been around? How long has the, have you been selling or like officially roasting and as a business? So we started on June 7th. Yeah. June 7th, June 7th of 2020. And uh, we happened to coincidentally do that on National VCR Day. Coincidentally, well, we were going to do it, and then we realized a week later it was VCR day. So that's when we decided we're like, let's make it, make it work. Yeah, <laughs> there's a day for everything. <laughs> yeah, there is a day for everything. June seventh of twenty twenty, we're like two and a half months into the pandemic. Yeah, three months. Were you like going? You know what? We we got to get this going because who knows what's going to happen? Or were you thinking? You know what? We're on the tail side. This is going to be over soon. Let's launch now so we're ready to take advantage. Do you remember what that was? That feeling was like? I think we were kind of playing a waiting game for a while as to when we should officially launch. And since we're not, lucky is not the right word, but we were selling just online. And I think we were all kind of digging the 
making coffee at home aspect, we figured like we should just go for it. It's a little different than having a cafe, you know, because that that was it's still pretty brutal. It's an ongoing process dealing yeah. with the pandemic and whatnot. So there's no matter what's going on, there's no real good time to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we had already put a bunch of money into it and we just decided we're going to do this and we did it, you know, and the plan was the, the plan to start the business was well before the pandemic, obviously, yeah. but the timing was just just had to happen. We just wanted to do it. Yeah. Just wanted to do it. Were you both working elsewhere full-time or part-time at the time? We both, yeah, we both still work full-time day, day jobs. Day jobs. And then we roast at night. Yeah. (laughs) That's something that I think a lot of people that listen to this show that maybe aren't entrepreneurs that just love coffee, don't think about or, or don't realize, I think just entrepreneurship in general is, is people are always doing, doing jobs to follow that passion. You know, those things mm-hmm. don't just turn over overnight. And um, yeah, it's a tough transition of knowing, okay, when do I, I can't go full in yet because I'm not making enough money, but if I don't go all in, I'll never, I'm never going to make enough money, you know? Right. Like, yeah. So uh, I know you guys are probably working through that. Something I was really excited to talk to you guys about, which is music. And on your website, you linked to mixtapes, which I'm old enough to have actually made mixtapes and, um, <laughs> and burned CDs. Same. Oh, yeah. I, I like that there's something that like constraining your choices down to like 12, 10, 12, 15 songs. Uh, how does music influence kind of like what you guys do and your brand? It seems like it's really important to you guys. So the quick on the, the mixtape aspect, it's uh, important to note. Most of the playlists are only 80 minutes long or less because that is the length of a recordable CD. Mm -hmm. Um, and what we could do when we were doing um, the playlists on on discs back in the day. So, I mean, you and I probably are around the same age, believe it or not. (laughs) Definitely did the mixtapes as well. I remember 45-minute TDK tapes. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I would put a little piece of tape over it, and I'd record right off the radio and uh, try to get the whole song. (laughs) And not get any of the commercials. They would ruin it because they'd cut in, right? 15 know, seconds to I go. Know. And it's like, if I'm not going to get this whole Us 3 song, you know, this week, <laughs> I'm going to shoot myself. I don't even think I know what you guys are talking about. Oh, uh, <laughs> and I are a few years <laughs> apart, so. I just ripped off LimeWire and gave CDs to my mom. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I had a career in that. It was I was addicted. So <laughs> uh, There was one guy in, in Pennsylvania, I think, made a career out of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he became a huge huge musician uh but back to back to the question which is how does music kind of influence you guys and what you guys are doing with your with your coffee company oh man i don't i don't know what i do without music i'm kind of surrounded by it all day we listen to it while we roast we're in a tiny little room roasting yeah stacks of green beans all over us and we just kind of blast music i don't know music keeps you going it's a good it's a good outlet kind of i can go all day about music wow so we have we have a good overlap of music. We also have quite a few differences. So it's always kind of funny to see who gets to the shop first (laughs) and who gets to plug in the music. And sometimes Will walks in and it's Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels. I'll say I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't necessarily like it. Or you'll come in and I'll be, you know. And it's just Kevin Morby. Having a couple tears rolling down my face listening to the Kevin Morby or Bonnie Bear. (laughs) Yeah. So um, So it's a race. But, you know, 
we listen to a lot of music. We're constantly throwing each other new artists and whatnot. And we'd be lying if we said we liked everything that we, that we both listened to, you know, but there are quite a few, you know, we've gone to so many shows. We've gone to festivals so together, like shows. way before we started a business. Uh, obviously there's no festivals since, well, there's been a few. I guess there are now, point, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's music is key. Um, that's we kind of met we kind of forged our relationship a lot at like late nights at the casbah and soda yeah, bar and yeah. stuff like that and that's become a huge part of our lives so yeah yeah it's just awesome i think we've seen future islands together quite a bit and that's yeah, not modest mouse last night you saw what yeah. <laughs> Jesus. yeah man yeah i think music's just a big part of our of our duo of visitor i guess in a way so I think that's part of hospitality too, is that going out after everyone else has gone out, Accurate. Mm-hmm. you know, whether your, your restaurant closes at 10 or 12 or two, there's always somewhere for hospitality <laughs> staff and might go tell five. It doesn't matter. Completely. So true. You're on a different timeline than other people. And, um, I, when I used to work in, in the restaurant industry and my wife worked in a bank, it was kind of like, we would just pass each other and see each other, you know, a couple times a week. Uh, yeah. yeah, and never really kind of know what the other one was doing. What about uh, as far as the coffee that you guys are working on now? What is your philosophy since you're both roasting? Mm-hmm. You know, do you guys have a way that you treat your coffee? Is there a shop philosophy on this roast is going to be this way? I mean, who takes the lead on that, or how do you guys sort that out? It varies. It definitely varies per you know per the per the green bean that we have, but we kind of try to let the beans speak for themselves in a way. We roast. Everything, I don't even know if you can use like light, medium, or dark as proper terminology, but everything is kind of borderline light to medium. Um, We try to get, you know, all the flavors out. And not everyone digs that or not everyone is really used to that, we've realized. But um, we're doing our part. We try to, we use Inter-American Coffee as a trader. So we get coffees from there, try a bunch of different samples and whatnot. And eventually we'd love to go to the farms. But yeah, we just try to let the coffee speak for themselves. We've got, I think, six five or six single origins right now that we love and a couple we have one espresso roast that is probably our definitely the darkest that we definitely do. the darkest more of like a medium it's not dark by any means but yeah just try to let the coffee kind of dictate its flavors themselves we don't really change it <laughs> i guess to put it bluntly yeah. yeah we do i mean they're all different we roast but, them all different yeah but. we do and but kind of back to your to the question about who decides like we definitely both decide it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a definitely a game of trial and error when we're trying to figure out we're like, Oh man, that was, that was a little bitter on that last roast or this stuff's, you know, looking a little too blonde than what we're actually trying to go for. And, and, you know, we try and find the right flavor for the right bean and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely don't get that on the first try. No, a lot of cupping, a lot of cupping sessions, which we've grown to love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have a challenge for you that just kind of, that popped into my head. I think you take, you need to take the same green bean and roast it to rage against the machine. <laughs> and then that same bean and roast it to say like Portugal, the man or Bon Iver yeah. and see how it tastes, but keep the roast the same, but just change the music and see if it influences your bean. Music might be the dictator. I that might be definitely down to try <laughs> yeah, right? Absolutely. I yes. think if we played it some Bon Iver, we may just never, you know, never, it would just never, never roast. It would it never would end. Sit in green state. <laughs> I just end up on the floor. <laughs> Bon Iver is for the coffee when the rain when it's raining outside. Absolutely, that's, that's kind Perfect. of the vibe. 
cafe cafe vibes, as they call it. Actually, uh, <laughs> Justin Vernon, who's Bon uh, Iver, and I went to college together. What? Oh, that's awesome! No freaking way. After after he left school and he went to go write that album in some farm in North Carolina somewhere, and I went off, you know, and my wife and I were trying to find jobs, and it had probably been a year since we had seen each other, and I was in a record a record shop in Madison, Wisconsin, where I still live, and uh, I heard this kind of high pitched uh, voice over the over the music, and it's like God, that sounds so familiar, but I don't recognize it because in college he was like blues and deep, kind of a deep blues voice. Like he's got another band called the shouting matches kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, and I asked the guy at the counter and I was like, Hey, you know, who is this? And he just gave me this like disgusted hipster look and, uh, (laughs) was like, Oh, you don't know. Like it's bony there. I was like, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Like I haven't been paying attention and I went home and Googled it and I was like, you know, uh, that guy, I know that guy. I like wanted to go back to the record store and like, you know, point that guy's face. I know that dude. <laughs> this pretentious calling you out. It's like he and I got drunk during our Buddhist final together. Like I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so what is something you've talked about working in the hospitality industry, but now that you're in coffee, what is something that's kind of surprised you guys or something that you've learned over the last year or so kind of the hard way? I mean, with your process as you're kind of getting through it. Um, I'd say I'm lucky to, you know, have Seth as part of this half because dealing with the numbers and finances and stuff like that, I'm not the best with numbers and organization at all. Seth is very good at that. That's so, not true. <laughs> yeah. but, but as far yeah, that whole side of it, the not fun part, you know, roasting is great. It's amazing. It's fun. It's like, um, it's like a science, but yeah, as far as the e-commerce and financials, not, you know, not the, not the most fun. What about you, Seth? It's just a constant learning experience when it comes to coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's great doing it with someone else. Seriously. Like you get to bounce ideas off each other. You get to have arguments. I mean, like no one wants to have arguments with yourself, you know, <laughs> I mean, like I do it sometimes, but last night in an email, I used, uh, uh, empathize when I should have used sympathize and I was up arguing <laughs> with myself about it all night. So no. I, I get that. Yeah. You do have kind of a unique thing going on where you, you are partners who are also seemingly equal roasters is what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I've interviewed anyone else. This will be the 45th or 46th interview on the show uh, or 40th episode of the show um, who, who has kind of that equal partnership for roasting. So that's interesting that you guys kind of have that push and pull back and forth. Is that something when you start going into that, that expansion where you, let's say you have mm-hmm. a shop six months or a year from now, yeah. do you anticipate that staying the same or falling into different roles? Have you guys Man. talked about that? We, we have not talked about that, but I would imagine it's going to be pretty similar. Yeah. To be I honest. Mean, I mean, we, the reality is too, is, you know, there's some times when one of us can't make it to the shop. Right. And so the beauty of it is that, you know, we have this trust in each other. It's like, well, I know that, you're going to be able to make the beans that, you know, roast the beans the way they need to be roasted and get the orders done and do it that way. And I think a lot of it is, is because, you know, since we started, we're constantly looking over each other's shoulders Yeah, and not, you know, not so much in of like, dude, did you do that? Are you serious right now? But more yeah. so like, what are you doing over there? Like, you know, you <laughs> yeah. know should I, um, oh, 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 okay. I see. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it's like I said, it's a back and forth learning process and, I think for, 
you know, as long as this company goes, which we hope forever, 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 <laughs> we'll keep the uh, small scale, you know, kind of small scale motivate. Yeah, but motivation there. I really don't see either of us becoming like lead roaster over the other. It's yeah. co-manager and co-manager. Co-manager. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eventually that could change, but you know, in our vision right now, we can handle that. Like yeah. it's just late nights roasting, just the two of us yep. roasting and packaging. Yeah. I'm not trying to start any sort of drama here, but I was just looking at my bag of, of uh, no. I've got your rebel rebel blend here. And I was looking to see if it said brewed by Seth on it, roasted right. by Seth on it, yeah. roasted by Will. Packaged uh, by could, Will, roasted by yeah. Seth. Yeah. I could decide, yeah. I could say, oh, that's the one I want. Uh, yeah. Right. Now it's true. <laughs> no, you don't have that with us. I'm sure there's a million uh, other things, but I'm wondering, is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted people to know about VCR? We just want more people to try our coffee for sure. Um, put our name out there, get in different cafes, um, different shops, anything. We're a small operation, but we love to stay up all night and roast coffee. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, sacrifice sleep, we're willing to. You're selling online. Are there any cafes that are serving your coffee? Not at the moment. No, no, no. Okay. So, but by the time this show airs in a few weeks, we're going to, we're going to find a cafe that we can send it to. We would love that. We would love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Now that cafes are kind of opening up a little more, like, I feel like, you know, we're at that, we're at a good stage right now where we've kind of been focusing on us for a bit, selling online. Now we can venture into the cafe world a little, a little easier, a little smoother. So I'm assuming you brought some coffee to the band last night, Modest Mouse. You should have. Uh, I probably should have. Should have chucked it. I know. You could have thrown it up on stage. Right? I know. Well, it was at SDSU, so I should have <laughs> yeah. just, it could have thrown it. I would have had the, the benefit of gravity. So he's had our coffee. A couple of bands have tried it. <laughs> last question. Um, I ask everyone that I talk to this, but when you guys are out and about uh, getting your own coffee from a different cafe, mm-hmm. what is it that you're getting to drink? Like, what's your your go to? I just look at their newest, kind of newest single origin offerings and go from there. See what, usually trust the barista's words and yep. be like, hey, what are you, what are you liking right now? Because it's all going to be good. I trust all the local roasters in town to see what they like. Order it. <laughs> I'm not too picky. Drink it black. So. Yeah. Depending on uh, lately summer, it's cold brew. I'm, I'm going a lot, I drink a lot of cold brew or iced Americanos realistically. It's hard for me to drink hot coffee when it's in the middle of the day. <laughs> Keeps you cooler, though. That's what they say. I, I, I don't care. It's like soup. Does it really? I have not heard that. You drink hot soup when it's hot. Well, you eat hot soup when it's hot. Sounds terrible. And I don't even think it's funny to joke about because I had actually gotten uh, ice packs out to like put on my lap since I'm here in the, in the hot <laughs> podcast booth. But I forgot them on the counter. So they're sitting out there and I'm just oh, baking no. in here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show and uh, I'm excited to try more of your coffee. I've tried the rebel blend and uh, the Ethiopia, which I really enjoyed. Um, I've been drinking it as a French press or as a French press that I then run through a filter. Nice. Great. Which I think I prefer actually, even though it's kind of a pain, but I'm excited to see what you guys are going to come up with next. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having us. We're still really appreciate it. Okay, to recap, there is a lot of a lot of new business energy coming from Visitor. Sitting across, at least virtually across, from Seth and Will as they talk about their plans for VCR is a very different vibe and experience than sitting with, say, 
Steve Rail, who has two decades in at Zumbar Coffee and Tea. During the show, they mention the dual meaning of visitor as their name, a reference to humans being visitors on Earth and in nature, and their interest in the possibility that visitors from other worlds could visit us here on Earth. I recently was chatting with a much wiser individual than me who mentioned that our time on Earth is like a visit, and the things that we think we own, be it land or a favorite coffee mug, are really just temporary events. His suggestion? To spend more of this visit on experiences. And that felt like good advice, both in life and with coffee. And it leads into the idea that Seth and Will spent months or even a year working on their roasting skills before feeling good enough, before feeling confident enough about sharing their efforts with people, even though they were probably sharing them all along. Even now, they've continued to learn and hone their craft, just as we are all learning to turn our interactions with coffee into better experiences at home and at the coffee shop. Thanks for putting in some time with me today to create a wider coffee community and hopefully a better coffee experience. Speaking of learning about coffee, I have a few coffee vocab terms for you today. Starting with terroir. It's a word you hear in wine, and you're going to be hearing it in some upcoming episodes of this show. From the French word terre, it means land or earth, and when related to coffee, it is referencing how the geography, the climate, and the geology, the actual soil and rocks, impact a coffee's unique taste. Accomplished coffee tasters can even identify where a coffee is from based on the regional characteristics found in coffees from the same place. That's pretty wild. Our second term is a type of drink we haven't discussed much on the show and is also compliments of the French. Café au lait, spelled A-U space L-A-I-T, not lait like the chips, is just a coffee with hot milk poured into it. Au lait is just French for with milk. That is all for this episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast. Thanks to Seth and Will for coming on the show today. If you want to know what the guys are listening to while they roast coffee, head to visitorcoffeeroasters.com backslash mixtapes. And while you're there, check out their online shop. Or head to roastwestcoast.com where I'll link to the mixtapes, the World Atlas of Coffee, and more of the fun stuff that came up during the show. This Thursday's Coffee Smarter episode, which comes out on Thursday, is a great one and covers a huge topic. Jay Rusky of Fringe Coffee returns this season as a coffee smarter expert to chat with us about climate change and how it impacts farming and coffee. I almost can't wait to share that episode with you, but I will. It's coming out in a couple of days. This week, I stopped to get a coffee at Moster Coffee's newest location, Forest Ranch, where even early in the morning, a line of fans were awaiting their newest release. I also need to shout out Marea Coffee, First Light Coffee Whiskey, Leap Coffee, Cafe La Terre, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Steady State Roasting, Coffee Cycle, Camp Coffee Company, and Cape Horn Coffee Importers for supporting this show. As always, also a thanks to you for listening and for sharing the show with your friends. You can check out all of the roast industry partners on roastwestcoast.com, where you can also subscribe to the coffee newsletter and never miss an episode. This episode of the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope this show has found you happy, healthy, and with at least enough sanity to make it through the day. And please, always tip your baristas, and be sure to drink good coffee.